Hello. Hello, what fellas. Is good? Hello, everybody. What's this up? Ah, come on, baby. Let's you know what it, it is. Bobby. What's up, everybody? It's the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and homie Manny Ruffin. As always, powered by Dimers in our Week 8 NFL Reactions. This is a Monday night for you guys. Usually we do this on Sunday. So all we will ask of you tonight is if you're watching live on Twitter, just comment down below if you want us to do this after the Monday night games, after NFL has concluded, or if you want us to do it on Sunday nights after the Sunday night game. Obviously, it makes sense to do the Monday night game after everything else is over, but we want to get this... For the YouTube guys, we want to get it up at like a a more timeable, uh, reasonable time for you guys. So we don't want to like wait until after Monday. But just comment down below if Monday's better um, for us, all right? And for us, if you want to support the show, head over to www.dimers.com backslash ADED to directly support the show. We got great deals on sportsbook. Yes, I'm going to talk a little bit about Bet Rivers For this month, guys, it's a, a $250 deposit match. So if you want to deposit $250 and you use the code $250 or $250 match, you will have $500 in your account. Just head over to our landing page, that link I just said, and um, and, and you'll be directly supporting the show. Great way to start yourself off with a big chunk of change uh, for a new book, all right? So, with that, with all that being said, let's head to week number eight, okay? First it, time doing a Monday show. I mean, my, I'm rocking my new Ooh, Lawrence Taylor. Is that, is that bit stitched? Right. Is that bit that stitched or no? Stitched or no? Oh, my God. So got cool. Tag on the bottom, yeah, too. Yeah, we got 1986 uh, Lawrence Taylor, Mitchell, and Ness throwbacks. Uh, but, yeah, sorry. So, um, we did just get done this Giants game. Uh, obviously, you can tell this is my team. What a hard-fought game. They were they were plus 10.5, and, and for those spread bettors, man, I mean, that's a great bet for you guys to take right there. The Chiefs, uh, this was supposed to be a big bounce-back game, right? You, this, you look at this offense to back home. Patrick Mahomes is supposed to have a big day. Tyree Kill, guys like Travis Kelsey, get off on the right foot. This is a team that should not be below 500. And for a good chunk of this game, it looked like the Giants were, were hanging in there and had a real shot up until the end right there. But uh, a great defensive game, a, a under game, I should say. But, you know, obviously uh, a great game for Devontae Booker without Saquon being Gosh. there. Um, Kill Kenny with another uh, two-touchdown play Gosh, for Kyle Rudolph. I took it, and I was a little upset that, you know, he gets the first touchdown in the first minute of the second quarter, and then Evan Ingram gets the other one late in the fourth. So I'm like, it's just a little frustrating. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this loss. I'm happy that the Giants were able to hang in there and not lose by 20, that a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of betters, I should say, were saying, you know, this is going to be a big Chiefs game. I'm going to take the Chiefs on the spread because they're going to come out as a bounce-back game. They're going to win this game by 20. So I'm ha- I don't care about losing this game. That's dumb to say, but I'm happy they they, they played a hard-fought game, and I'll take this for my Giants. I it was really an impressive, impressive showing by the G-Men. This was the epitome of a trap line. Like The Chiefs coming in under 500, playing the Giants team that has one win more than them. Yes, the matchup is obviously favorable for the Chiefs, but 10 points? Get the fuck out of here. G-Man came to play. They did. Patty Mahomes was not comfortable in the pocket. Couldn't get the run game going that much. They shut down Travis Kelsey for the most part. When he got a second reception, they got a fumble. Pretty sure they had two turnovers today. Flying around. Bradbury should have had to pick as well. Big showing for the Giants. I mean, that's one of those wins for you that you just feel good about. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you just still oh, yeah. don't. That's another one you just still don't feel good about. Like, yes, we got a much-needed win. But now we had the hardest schedule from weeks 9 to 16. And we're 4-4. Four and four. I mean, the Chargers get a big loss versus, versus the Patriots. So you're still in the race and it's still cool. But... This Chiefs team, man, a lot of holes. There's still a lot of shit to work out, but it's a long season. But, I mean, god damn. I'm, yep. I'm still worried about the Chiefs. I'm still yep. worried. Me too. Um, 
Well, before we head to this next game, Mike, I see what you're saying, bro. Um, people after, were saying people were saying Monday Night Football. People were saying after Monday Night Football. Yep, I seen one that yep. said Monday Night after Monday Night Football. So, Mike, hey. thanks for that, bro. I appreciate that. All right, so let's we're gonna go. We're gonna be bouncing around a little bit because we had kind of a crazy week. So why don't we? we we'll head to you. Go right now. to the so, Bears. So Manny, for those that didn't know, Manny was in Detroit for oh, the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles game. Oh, the yeah. Eagles go into Detroit, taking on the Lions, and in a in a game that. Most people, including myself, thought the Eagles could lose oh, and give the Lions their first win of the season. They do the exact opposite, a 44-6 route over the Lions. I'm not going to lie. My, myself included, I thought flying over to Detroit, I'm like, I'm going to go watch the Eagles lose possibly. But the boys came to fucking play. Nick Sirianni ran the ball consistently for the first time as a coach. Oh, my God. I, I literally couldn't believe it watching it up there. Before I even get to it, Ford Field, that place is fucking beautiful. Yep. Those Lions fans, they deserve a winning team because that place can get fucking You know what was sad, though? It, it, it looked like there was not a lot of people no, there. No, there, there wasn't. And there, obviously, I understand it's a team there that's wasn't. a and winless the, and team. And the fans that but, were there were bro. a little they were a little tipped up. A little, uh, but nah, but the birds came to play, bro. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I, I, literally, I think Jalen Hurts had like 11 or like 12 passing attempts. I literally felt like I was watching a whole different team. Jordan Howard, we cashed a two-touchdown prop. Kill Kenny, let's Kill fucking Kenny. go. He does it again. I mean, how Holy. many times are we going to say on these NFL reaction shows, Kill Kenny with a two touchdown play again. And I, I don't know if you guys have seen already, but his tweet, if you saw his Twitter over this weekend, he said they are capping the Discord. So go to the tweet, go running to at Kill Kenny, running out of time to get on his Discord. You're gonna be missing these props. So get in there before he closes it up, bro. Darius Slay gets the fumble recovery for a touchdown two in his homecoming. Avante Max plays well in his homecoming. Just a big confidence builder for the birds. Obviously, we're not gonna win this division, but the team, like the, the message around the team, was looking really bad, especially after the losses. And then Nick Sirianni comes out and says, "We gotta treat like ourselves like we're water. I mean, like we're flowers and water the water the roots and all this bullshit." And they actually come out and I guess they did water the roots and we look pretty good. So, I mean, it's just it's just good to, so I don't have to just completely feel like we just absolutely fucking suck. Like we're not good, but at least I don't. At least you know we're not. We're better than Lions and we're better than teams. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just a really nice, reassuring win for Eagles fans. It's not complete panic mode, but we know this isn't the team, but. Thank hey, God, I, I will say, so we had a we did a podcast that dropped on Sunday. If you haven't seen that already, you can head Facts. over to the YouTube, check out our podcast with Prop Holiday. Had a great interview with him. And one of the things that he said when I asked him at the end of the show, if the Lions can get this job done and get their first win of the season over Manny's Eagles. And one of the things that he said is being a Rams fan, he know, he's been watching Jared Goff a lot. So he's been able to see that he runs those 25 scripted plays. And in that first sequence, and he said it too. Watch the first sequence. Why do you think the Lions ha- hung in there against the Rams? Those 25 scripted plays for Jared Goff. The, in that first sequence, Jared Goff looked in control. Obviously, they didn't get anything up from they that drive. Goal, but they, were, making but they were they were making some plays. They were driving a little bit, and it really looked like, well, those scripted plays. Wait till those scripted plays fall off. Wait till those scripted plays are over. What's he going to have to do? And what happened? No, nothing. Nothing think, after that. I think the loss of Jamal Williams that day was big for them too because DeAndre Swift has to take the load of the snaps and Jamal Williams is more of the power back for them and then Dre Swift can come in and be the scat back and do things out the backfield. Eagles linebackers actually look decent for one week. TJ Edwards had a big game. I mean, it's just, just a lot to feel good about for Eagles fans. So we actually ran the fucking ball. Like, I can't emphasize that shit enough. We actually ran the ball. I just, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. Now, the only thing you're going to be upset about is Miles Sanders. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, last week, he gets six carries. He gets hurt in the first half. It's poor, poor Miles. At least the staff knows by the time he can come back, we can run we the can goddamn run the ball. ball. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, like I said, we're going to be bouncing around. So, we're going to head to our Sunday night game now. And we are headed to a... 
a, a weird, a weird Jesus NFC Christ. East game. All right, so the Cowboys in Minnesota taking on the Vikings. No Dak. It was kind of a late scratch. Uh, most people thought that this was probably going to be the case for Dak. But a late comeback for the Cowboys. They win this one 20-16. And what's very, very odd is when he was announced that he was that, – that when Dak was announced he was not playing, he was not starting, that money line shot straight through the roof. Fact. It went to like minus 221 at one point for the Vikings to a plus 185 for the Cowboys. And and a, a, late, a late comeback, Ezekiel Elliott – Helping out this Cowboys team, and they walk out with a win, six and one for the Cowboys. Shout out Cooper Rush and his Stark and the Dub, and shout out Cooper Rush's dad taking over the show when he's got the game winning touchdown. But I'm really confused about obviously the whole Kirk Cousins narrative and not be able to win in primetime games. But how many times do I see this Vikings team come out flying? Like the same thing with the script that played you were saying about Jerry Goff. They come out flying in the first quarter. They score a touchdown. They don't score a touchdown for the rest of the game. Like, I feel like this is maybe it hasn't been not them scoring touchdowns for the rest of the game, but I feel like this is a recurring thing for the Vikings. They come out to a fast start and they kind of just taper off when teams make adjustments. I mean, just like the, the Cowboys, just it's, it pains my soul to see them win games like this. There was even a point, obviously. Okay, so the play of the game is when Zeke catches the ball in the backfield. I think it was like third and fifteen or something like that. He gets the first down, but the play before that. This is there's a play every week where we're like we don't know the rules as well we think we know the rules so <laughs> so Zimmer calls a calls a timeout you can't call consecutive timeouts but the ref grants it so if you call consecutive timeouts and the ref grants it you get charged with a five yard penalty mind you the very next play Zeke takes takes the ball fourteen yards got it got the got the first time by like two yards and I'm sitting there like I, I this shit is rigged. Like for the Cowboys, every time, I if please drop a comment if you've seen that rule in play. I've watched a lot of football. Mike I, says uh, I played football for 15 years. I watched. I've never had that happen. I've never seen that happen. I, have you seen that happen? No. And, I feel and, like I know um, every week. Mike just said Zimmer's got to go. He is trash. Yeah, people, people. Yeah. Zimmer's made a lot of questionable decisions earlier in the year, especially like with fourth down decisions and decisions to punt. And this is another game today where it's like, how do you not, like, you have to get this dub right. by any means. You cannot lose this game. I want to give credit here to Cooper Rush and the, uh, and the like you said, but I want to do it on a different slate here as, as the, uh, the receiving core for Dallas. Yep. When Dak Prescott is off the field, you think it's going to be a Ezekiel Elliott and a Tony Pollard kind of tandem, right? And we're sitting here saying, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb had over 100 yards Don't forget receiving. Cedric either. And Cedric Wilson, yeah. And he threw a perfect fucking spiral on the run. Like. So, I mean, that's just, it's almost like a, a match made in heaven for Dallas where they yep. lose their big-time quarterback. They have somebody else come in. It's almost like our boy Mikey in New York on right. the Jets. Right. Another, you know, backup quarterback that, you know, steals the show. But, um, you know, for, for NFC East fans like ourselves, we're frustrated to see this. And this only, like you said, it only keeps the narrative going for Kirk Cousins that he cannot play well in prime time. That's all it is. And, and, and it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for us as we're watching Dallas move to 6-1 and one, uh, and just kind of dominate this, this division. Uh, but all right, so again, bouncing around again, we're going to head over to our Thursday night game only because this was a doozy, and usually these past couple weeks haven't been as... Yeah, exactly. So now we get the, the undefeated Cardinals hosting the Green Bay Packers in, in a game that... Cardinals were looking to go 8-0, and unfortunately, they did not. A.J. Green in the back of the end zone at the end of the game, almost oh, seeing doing, the bud? memes where it's like you're playing Madden and the controller turns off. Packers knock off the undefeated Cardinals 24-21. I mean, what a ball game. We finally get a good fucking Thursday night football game. And then the Cardinals, they get the, they get the ball back in the first quarter. 
Kyler hits D-Hop on a long 58-yard pass. Should have been a touchdown, but I guess he got called for a face mask. Then I, that's the, Is that the play he fucked his hamstring up? And then, and then you see done. they couldn't get a rhythm going again until he came actually back in the game. They were down 24-14 to 14 when he came back in. That's when he started making the comeback. Then you see Kyler start making some throws, and obviously the shit with Adrian at the end. But, I mean, big ups to Aaron Rodgers and the boys. They had Asian Dill. I thought so. Originally, when you hear Devontae's out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take Aaron Jones rushing yards because I took him for I two mean, touchdowns. Car- too. Carlos had the 31st rushing uh, defense in the league. Aaron Jones can easily get his over. He he did end up hitting it, but it looked really scary at first because AJ Dillon was getting the majority of the carries and he was doing the job. I mean, there was one fourth. Uh-huh. We were we were sitting out here bitching because we both have Aaron Jones, and there was one fourth and one where he got stopped in the backfield and chucked forward with his fucking fat ass quads. We're yep. like, yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones. Aaron can't do that. not doing that. But then that. you see, like two plays later, Aaron Jones gets a handoff on the one and takes Isaiah Simmons. How you doing? Boom, right, yep, right, right to zone. the chest. I mean, what a ball game. You Let's get Randall highlight. Cobb getting there for two tugs as well. The one tug uh, Aaron, that Aaron hit Randall Cobb on was an absolute dime. I mean, it, what a fucking ball game. You, you can hit so many different points in this game. Zach Ertz, how many Eagles fans? You know my pain. When Zach did Zach Ertz ever run Zach after the catch Ertz. like that in Philly? He never ran after the catch like two straight weeks. He has like 20 yards after the catch with the, with the Cardinals. What the fuck is that? Zach, yeah. you did something against us. I know you love us, but holy shit. But feel like fucking 24-year-old Zach again. But I mean, so many points I can't even get over every point. Let's uh, let's highlight for a second, um, what we talk about all the time on, on these NFL reaction shows, and that's the run game. Yeah. How important the run game is. How how uh how important the run game is. How overlooked mm-hmm. the run game is. And I mean, if you're just looking at this game on paper, they have 74. The Cardinals have 74 total rushing yards in this game. That's it compared to 151 for the for the Green Bay Packers. So what does that mean? You're keeping the undefeated team in Kyler Murray off the field. While they're off rhythm as well. And you are just chewing that clock, chewing that clock. Aaron Rodgers being able to sh- to do what he does in, in prime time, and, and he did exactly that. Um, it wasn't a, a stellar game for him. It was a all-around team win. Um, when you look at this game, I, I've been sleeping on the Cardinals, and I've come out and said that. Even when they were undefeated, this has been Manny's team. For the people that have been watching it and listening to this podcast yes, since months and months and months ago, back in February, March, we Manny has been saying he is very, very high on this Cardinals team, and I just still haven't. So this is almost, for me, like a reality check to everybody that's like, they didn't look that good against a very good team. They didn't look that great. That's all I'm going right. to say on it. They didn't look that good. And when they have to play a really good team like this Green Bay Packers who – were already overlooked because of all the offseason stuff that went on with Aaron Rodgers and his team. They were they were overlooked. They were looked past. And you and you're you're now playing a, a Cardinals team, and you got to go up against you know Kyler Murray has to go up against a Green Bay defense that is putting a lot of pressure on him, forcing him to make throws on the run, forcing him to get out of the pocket, which he's supposed to be comfortable doing because he can move with his legs. I don't know. For me, it just didn't look like a a. 7 and 0 undefeated by this team. I mean, you gotta, That's all I'm you gotta, say. You got to understand. I mean, both these teams, neither of these teams look considerably great, but you understand. No, they it's, didn't. A, it's a Thursday night football game versus right. the two best teams in football. I mean, you you see how like, they, it's Thursday night games, I love them, but prayers up for Robert Tunyon. Another soft tissue injury on Thursday night football and I just I told yep. I told you for the show that doesn't happen on a Sunday probably. Just an absolute freak injury. I'm not too concerned about the Cardinals after this loss just because they, they probably were so amped up into this game. And then you hear Devontae's out, and they're probably like, oh, my God, we're at home. No, Devontae, we're good. You can see the fight came out a little bit lax after that first drive. They lost. D-Hop didn't really know what to do. So I'm not too worried, worried about them. That's the loss that they – you look back on that when you reach the NFC Championship game and hopefully reach the Super Bowl, like that's the loss that we needed to realize, like, okay, maybe we're not as good – like we can't take the pedal off the gas. We still have to be at full throttle. They'll be fine. They'll carry the rest of the year. Yep. And, and Mike, you're totally right. Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. I, I will the not – 
I'm I'm not taking it. I had some slander on Thursday night. Oh, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Shut up, dude. Let's move to our 1 o'clock games. The Panthers in Atlanta taking on the Falcons. Got to shine some light on Calvin Ridley here. We've seen what what's going on with Lane Johnson. I was able to battle his mental health and anxiety and work on this, and it, it's it's almost some of the same with Calvin Ridley. So hopefully he can get back to his his self. I know there's a lot of fantasy owners that picked him early in this draft, mm-hmm. top wide receiver this year. So hopefully you know prayers up to him. Hopefully you know a lot of respect for him coming out and doing this. So uh, you know hope to see him soon. But you know on the other side of the spectrum, the Falcons do lose this game. Panthers. Get a win. They go back to 500 here, 19 to 13, and it's just a, I mean, kind of boring, slow game. Matt Ryan didn't have anything. His his line was like 274, and he has 146 yards. So. Yeah, it was. It eh, was. It was not this, much to this say. Was a, this was a big win for the Panthers to get out to their four game losing streak because obviously the Bills are not. We're just not terrible. We need to get some wins on the board before CMC comes back. It was actually hilarious with the first play of the game. The announcers going, "Yeah, this offense hasn't been the same with Chuba Hubbard being the starting running back in the first play." Chuba Chuba coughs it up, and it's like, ah, shit, you can't. I mean, did you jinx it? But the, 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 like you, like you, what we said earlier on about this Panthers team, they can run the ball and they have a hell of a defense. The defense finally came to play, got some turnovers. Shaq Thompson got a big pick. Stephon Gilmer got his first pick yes, to clinch sir. the game. Sam Darnold was playing like fucking Carson Wentz. Do you see the hits he was taking? <laughs> he got fucking rocked on the goal line. You were not like just. Can we not? Stop watching Carson and trying to emulate that. Let's just play our game. Carson got rocked too. He did get rocked too. We'll, we'll get, get to, we'll, to that. Yeah. We'll get to him. But that's that's a that's a big win for the Panthers. Hopefully they get CMC back soon. They can start rolling again because I think they can. Now they got that extra playoff spot. I think they can sneak in there still. This was a huge win for them to get back on track because a lot of people were calling them frauds. Us kind of included. Yeah, but we did that too. We did say they have a chance, but I mean, again, it was the it's it's the Falcons. It's yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is the Falcons. Let's move to our good win for the Panthers. We'll move on to our next one o'clock game: the Bills hosting the Dolphins. I mean, not much to say here. We knew this was going to happen. The Bills moves to five and two, twenty-six to eleven. I mean, this was still a ball game through the through all three quarters throughout the, like the fourth. Pretty sure the spread was fourteen. What a fucking sweat there! I kind of would. Lean the Dolphins that game. I didn't touch it, but I mean, they they were one and six coming into this desperate as hell for a win. I will say easy though, easy overlook game for the Bills. Like it was a good pick if you had the Dolphins. And if you lost in that Dolphins spread, I feel so. Oh well, yeah, because bad it was you. tied three to three. Like come half. on, like what are we doing? Come on. I mean, that was just it was it was uh, a shaky shaky thoughts for those spread betters. But you there. see, Josh Allen still makes plays when they, when they need him most. Like I think he broke off like a fifty yard run, making some big time. And now you know, I'll, I'll give I'll, I'll pay some homage here. So um. A couple of the other plays that Kenny had put out was Gabriel Davis to score mm-hmm. in this game as well. That was like plus 430 or plus 450. Yep. You know, I played that as well, and that's somebody I wouldn't have looked to. I was looking towards uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and I was looking towards Diggs. Obviously, Diggs got that one, but a Gabriel Davis play there is is is, is great. So these, these big touchdown bets, you can make those parlays with those guys to score. I mean, look, you know, you got a guy like... Gabriel Davis, and then tonight you have Kyle Rudolph. That's right. 450 and 850 on odds right there. So those are things to think to to look towards in the rest of this season in terms of touchdown bets. Not much else to say on this game, just an easy win for the Bills. And we'll head over to the Justin Fields Bears. The Bears hosting the San Francisco 49ers. A great tie, almost game-tying touchdown here with the missed uh, with the missed extra point. Justin Fields be acrobat on that field. Athlete, very athletic play, running in figure eights and, and, and making the touchdown there, but the missed extra point. Uh, the 49ers get the, the job done here, 33-22. to 22. Jimmy Garoppolo, 322 yards, not one passing touchdown, but two rushing touchdowns. I mean, it, to no surprise without Matt Nagy in the building, 
this week. Justin Fields played his <laughs> best game. 173 yards through the air. I think he had 103 through the ground. Most electric touchdown by a quarterback this week in football. And then I, I was telling you early on, just let that kid develop. He's fine. He's just fine. He's going to learn how to make the checks of the line and play the speed of the NFL. Good to see him do his thing. But, I mean, hey, let's show some love to the 49ers. Debo Samuel's out there making plays. Elijah Mitchell's out there making plays. Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, actually looked, that's what I was gonna Jimmy say. Garoppolo like the Jimmy G of old. Gets two rushing touchdowns. I mean, if you had Jimmy G two rushing touchdowns, good for fucking yeah, you. I can't call that shit. But that's a, that's a big dub for the 49ers. There's still some hopes that they can sneak into the playoffs there because that division, although the, the Rams are there and all that, they, there's still room to sneak in there late because the Seahawks are looking there's a team who can get dubs on. There's going to be battles, battles in that division, so that's a huge win for them to pick up. I mean, I'm just personally, like, I don't have much in the game. I'm just happy to see Justin Fields ball out. A lot of people were questioning him coming into this game. Obviously, it was a fan favorite coming into the season, but the performances were making people question him. And I love seeing him have, like, silence the batters. He had that one pick at the end of the game. I'm not going to really count that towards his record. A good game for him. Good game for the 49ers. I mean, I like what I saw from on both sides, honestly. Yeah, me too. Let's head to our divisional matchup here. Very low-scoring game. Did not think this was going to be the case. The Steelers in Cleveland taking on the Browns, looking to get some revenge from that playoff last year. Looking to get some revenge, and yes, they do. Ben Roethlisberger heading into Cleveland and walking out with a W, 15-10 Steelers. It's sloppy, sloppy AFC North defensive competitive football. You got to love it. This was a hell of a I gotta game. say, dude, we I gotta see- be a little scared, okay? Because our pick was the Browns. Yeah, 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 our pick yeah, yeah, was the yeah, Browns yeah. in this I, division. We gotta be scared right now. And, What's going on? And I mean, w- I mean, one thing we gotta do is gotta get old and Beckham the fucking ball. Yeah. I mean, people were giving Baker a lot of heat. I don't think I don't know what's really going on there. If it's Odell not getting open, he's not seeing him. Obviously, there was the headline saying he feels like he's obligated to throw him the ball, so maybe he's going other ways to not. I don't know. I mean, Jar- he got ten targets to Jarvis, and they act like they look like they were connected. This was a really good game, though. I mean, Ben was making plays. He was even getting hit. He took some hits where I'm like, oh. Ben, I don't know if you're getting up. He popped right back up. He still shows he's one of the toughest guys in the league. People were giving – seen on Browns Twitter, people were giving Baker some heat and about his, the last two tries of the game. But honestly, I don't see the fault being on Baker there. He was making some throws. Jarvis Landry had some drops that he doesn't usually make. There was a third and four where Baker took off for – got a late hit, and he got some sprints. It's all hype and throwing. Oh, yeah. I like what I saw from Baker. I, lo- I like what I saw from Baker in that game. I mean, obviously, you only scored 10 points, so there's going to be some point, fingers pointing at the quarterback. I mean, it's just it's just a gritty NFC AFC North football game. I, I I mean, obviously you want to see more from from the from your guys if you're the Browns, but I mean that's just that's just a hell of a football game being played. Pratt Farmouth gets a game winning touchdown, on an immaculate catch. I don't know how he can down with that shit. It's heartbreaking for the Browns. There's there's being some questions pointed at the defensive coordinator. There's a lot. There's, I gotta mention there's a little bit um, of Tormel in, in Brownies country right now after that loss. I gotta mention the Chris Boswell hit. If anyone has yo, seen oh my that. god, did he? And he Holy hit, did he shit. hit the fucking down marker too? The poor oh fucking fellow. Oh my god, he just got that like, might have been the worst fake I've ever seen. Up top in the top of the shoulder, and he's just airborne. He's just like he's smaller. He's a little bit more fragile because he's airborne. The kicker, and his feet almost go higher than his head, Bro. and he flies. Like four yards out of bounds. So like I saw this one tweet. I didn't and, see and the I camera angle. Did he smack the sticks? Like I, I he, his head went all the way back. His 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 uh his helmet came all the way up half his head. <laughs> he was walking off all gingerly. Like he, listen, they're football players too. You know yeah, what I mean? no, they're seriously. And I, I saw this tweet and and I forget who it was and I'm sorry, but this it was the tweet where it was like, if you ever thought of of what it was uh, to take a hit in the NFL, there you go. There it is, right there. And I'm like, oh my god, count me out. But a uh, you know, a good win for the Steelers, a bounce back win. I'm gonna say just because of that that playoff loss and a little bit of a, uh, um, you know, a little play on Miles Garrett because he's walking in there with yep. his costume, all the guys he sacked, and what do you do? You have a home game and a home divisional matchup, and you lose. So uh, I don't know. I'm gonna wear the cape now. 
All right, let's go to the Titans in an overtime game against the Colts. The Carson Wentz is Indianapolis Colts hosting the Titans. Derrick Henry, we know now, is out for six to ten weeks with this surgery. Got it, bro. Very, very tough loss there, but the Titans get a win in overtime, 34-31. to 31. I mean, this is one of those games where you see the Carson Wentz, the great Carson Wentz, the bad Carson Wentz. You see the great Carson Wentz again. You see the bad Carson Wentz. How about like, the what? stupid Carson Wentz where he's in, he's in that's his what own I, that's what I mean. end zone because and he's just like doing a little shot. Listen, what are you doing? listen, because early on they're getting moving. They're hitting JT for some for some passes. They're moving. He hits Pittman once. They get a turnover. He hits Pittman again. All right, Carson looks good. He's not holding on for the ball for too long. Then here we go. I think this is a theme with, with Carson because I've seen him in Philly. Make some throws, get some touchdowns, maybe even get a lead. Starts getting a little too confident because he, he already plays with a, an immaculate amount of confidence to begin with, taking hits, making throws you don't expect him to make. And then he's just he just thinks he's the guy now, holding on for the ball too long, getting sacked. The Titans kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Tannehill looked very good that game. There was a couple RPOs where he broke off some runs on some big third downs and fourth downs. It was actually really heartbreaking for the Colts because they had a big fella get a pick. He's running that shit back. I'm pretty sure he blows his whole fucking knee out. The Colts don't get the ball back. The very next play, A.J. Brown takes it like 60 yards for a ton. It's like, dude, like the big fella just got a pick. He doesn't get credit for it, and he gets hurt. And then the next play, he gives him a touchdown. Like, fuck, bro. Like, <laughs> and we do have to say that with the absence for the next, you know, month and a half Tracks. to two two to two and a half months. Here comes AP. Here comes all day AP. Not all day AJ. All day AP. And uh, you know, what we'll see what what that can do for the Titans. A lot of people discussing now with Derrick Henry out, it just I mean, what do you, what do you, the what do you think about like but, what do you think about Derrick Henry's regular season workload? Because you know he's gonna get the ball thirty times, thirty five times a game in the playoffs. So why is he getting? I think it was like he has like 29, 219 carries this season, and Jeremy McNichols, their backup, has like seven. I mean, you got to understand if we're gonna use this guy, how we gonna ride him? We got to give him some. The some other three here. running backs, and there was a stat that came up. The other three running backs on that Titans, uh, running back core have forty nine total yards. Uh, other to to Hen- Derrick Henry's over nine hundred. So. I guess the thought process getting AP in there, somebody who can maybe help your red zone, help your HB draws, right? Your guts, your gut runs, uh, because he's just a hard runner. But again, at his age, how 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 much of a factor can he be? How many times exactly? How many times can you give him the ball? We'll move to our shocker, our shocker Holy of fuck. the afternoon. The Bengals lose in MetLife. To the Jets at one point in the fourth quarter, the Bengals were up by 11 points, and the Jets come back. Backup quarterback Mikey White, 405 yards and three touchdowns. How about that? Suck on those apples, Zach Wilson. How about that? I will say, I'm a little frustrated because I'm out of my suicide pool. I had the Bengals. I made it to week seven. There was about 50 guys that had the Bengals to win. They are now down to sub 10 because of this Bengals loss. After you go in a, a great Ravens divisional win, you go to, you go to MetLife. And exactly. Exactly Unbelievable, my point. dude. Talk exactly about the high point. of highs and now you get the low lows I, right I, here. I didn't, because you told me you lost your suicide pool, so I didn't want to shit on you too bad, but... I mean, obviously, if you had Bengals money line in your parlay or suicide pool, you have you expect to win that. You should win that 99 times out of 100. Now, let me talk about the Bengals spread betters. You got to watch back in the team coming off a big divisional win that they're really not supposed to win. They're six and a half point dogs. They win that outright. Then they go play the Jets at New York. I, that's just a bad spot for them to cover. They should win that game 10 out of 10 times. But, I mean, Michael fucking White, bro. He gets hurt. 
he gets hurt. The backup comes in. He comes back in. Still a good man. to get 400 yards, three touchdowns. The two picks weren't his fault. Both the picks were on tip passes. He was balling the fuck out. Watch out, too, for Denzel Mims in the, in, for, the, for the Jets because he was a baller in Baylor. And I was like, that's a guy I was looking out for wide receivers wise. He finally got some touches that were looking good. I mean, they were just, everyone was balling all around. Everyone was getting touches. Barry was getting touches. Carter was looking good out of the backfield. Everyone was balling I mean, out. I mean, let's for just the discuss. Even, even they were getting red zone stops. You see, finally seen Sila getting hyped up on the sideline. Like he watched the reaction show from last they, week or something. I mean, it was really and good they season. Had the, they had the, right, they had the fourth and goal stop yep. there. Um, but I mean, you, we got to shine some light on, on Mike White here because got to. you get your first career start against a Bengals team where you're coming into this game like, holy shit, they just beat a great Ravens team, divisional matchup in Baltimore. You got to come. Uh, you got to come over here. What are we, how's this going to play out for me? I know Zach Wilson's watching. Is he going to, can I do so? There's a lot of thought process that's going into this. And your backup quarterback throws the ball 45 times. <laughs> that is unheard of that you're trusting your quarterback that much to throw the ball 45 times, let alone, let alone put aside the fact that he's catching the two point conversion to, to in the it. end zone to basically put this Bengals team, forcing them to go kick a field goal and tie this game and send it to overtime. And obviously that doesn't happen. Great win for the I Jets. I think the thing that was most impressive too from the Jets is like, so they're competing earlier on in the game. They're in the game. They're winning the game even. And then they, they lose a lead. And they're yeah. down by, I think it was like 10 or 11. And you're, you're sitting there thinking like, all right, yeah, the Jets are going to jet. Like, hey, at least they're in at this game. The and Jets are going to jet. Mike White said, fuck that. We're coming back, boys. They yeah. fucking making plays, slinging around. I mean, that's really good to see from the Jets. That's that's one of those wins for Jets fans that's like, all right, like, we just need two or three of these a year where we can just get super hyped about and carry us on the next year because it's still going to be a long, rough year. But, I mean, let's fucking go, Jets. Like, hey, for, may, may, hey, hey, may, maybe Sal is going to keep his job. No, no, he will. He will. No, he will. He will. He will. Just something to think about. All right, let's go to another shocker. Of the afternoon, our 425. Actually, no, we're, I'm skipping one. Let's go to the Rams now. All right, so the Rams in Houston, we knew this was going to be a uh, an easy win for them. Their spread was like 18 and a half, dude. Yep. And and they win this one 38 to 22. Another insane game for Cooper Cup. We are talking more and more about the favoritism from Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup. And usually, and I, you know, I stated this before on the Prop Holiday podcast, Last year, it was 50% of the time it was Cooper Cup. 50% of the time it was Robert Woods. This year with Matt Stafford, we are just seeing a Cooper Cup history storybook make ending and storybook making, you know, just a great season so far. But there's not much else to say on this team. I'll let you kind of talk about the breaking news today from the Rams with this defense. I mean, but yeah, I, I was about to say, so, I mean, they, they, they get that dub fucking Sunday and they get Von Miller today. Holy fucking shit. They added that defense with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, this team looks like they're primed to make a Super Bowl run. I think they dropped from 950, plus 950 to plus 650 I was going to say, you know, the odds When that, when that trade happened, so... Shout out to Von Miller. He was emotional leaving the Broncos. I know that was tough for him, but I mean, yeah. business is business. Welcome to the big boy league. But th this I mean, was welcome to a team that's seven and one. You know all what I mean? time bad beats I've ever seen. The Texans scored twenty two points to cover the eighteen. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't. I didn't have any stake in this game. But you literally, they were shut out through four through three quarters. They get the backdoor cover in the fourth. Like I just, I, if you had that for your parlay, whatever you had that for, I feel so bad for you. One thing I will say is though, well, actually two things. One, Davis Mills shake it through a couple weeks. Wasn't his best game. Obviously, they were scoreless, but in that fourth quarter, he looked poised. I mean, it's garbage time, I mean, right? Hey. Garbage time. But it's just good to see because it's what we said earlier in the year about the whole Tyrod Taylor situation. The next quarterback come in after Tyrod usually be franchise guy, so we kind of been following Davis Mills, being low key Davis Mills fans. I love his neck, love his nose. So I hope that I hope that man succeeds. One thing I'll say about the Rams though. And this will be their unsung hero in the playoffs and through the rest of the season if they do win the Super Bowl. Van Jefferson. 
He and you and you're asking me why? How come? How come they had these free runs across the middle all the time? How come Cooper Cup is wide open on these corner routes, and how come Robert Woods is a free runner across the middle on these flood patterns? Because you have guys like Van Jeff Jefferson that can also win in one-on-one coverages. Because you can't double Cooper Cup, you can't double Robert Woods because Van's going to beat you. You definitely can't double Cooper Cup because you got Robert Woods as well. So right. he's going to be one of those. Him and Tyler Higby are the two unsung heroes of that offense, just for the sole fact that they can't completely shade to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup because they have to respect those guys. And that's going to be one thing as teams start scouting them more and more and more deeper into the season, they're going to try. Keep rolling over coverages to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. You're not gonna be able to do it because here goes Van Jefferson going on the sideline. Here goes Van Jefferson in the flat. I, I, it's just so hard to stop that team, especially when when Henderson's rolling too. So, I mean, they get Von Miller in there. The Rams look prime for a run. I'm, I'm excited to see how Von and and Donald work together. You know, I'm, yeah. That's good. <laughs> I, 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 I sent some messages today just saying I can see them showing each other different moves on how to get how to beat their guy. So I mean, it's just gonna people be don't cool understand to too, like the 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 pressure it takes off of. Aaron Donald. Oh, have. sure. And, totally. And even, and even Von Miller coming from Denver, it's like, dude, I have another dog against me. Now, mind you, when they made those prime Super Bowl runs, Von Miller had dogs with them on that D-line. Sure. But recently, it hasn't been as much of the same. So this is going to be a big breath of fresh air for both those guys. I mean, that, that team. I do. The last thing I'll say, too, is, I mean, you know, you did mention Davis Mills, and you're throwing a ball 38 times, and you have nine incompletions. That's pretty damn good for a quarterback right. that's been getting a lot of shit. Right. So that's all I wanted to say on that. Now we'll move to the game that I, that I didn't want to graze over. Uh, a shocking 425 game in Los Angeles. The Chargers host the Patriots and Bill Belichick just doing what he does. Shocking, shocking teams. The Patriots move to four and four and they knock off the Chargers 27 to 24. This past team's been damn competitive all year, bro. Like you gotta keep an eye out for these fuckers. I mean, and, and one thing I'll say, Justin Herbert. Big fan of you, but you just haven't been playing his best football through the past couple of weeks. You could see it in that last in that game as well. He just doesn't seem as comfortable in the pocket. Some throws he usually makes, he misses. Now, okay, the the one pick I'm pretty sure was tipped. That really wasn't his yeah. fault. But the pick six, we gotta be better. I mean, the, the Pats just do what the Pats do. Mac Jones just, just plays calm, poised football, doesn't turn over, doesn't make any mistakes. Damian Harris gets his rushes, does what he does. They just make plays. I mean, you even see Nelson Aguilar breaking off some chunk plays, and it just hurts to see it. time and time again. He's just breaking off these chunk plays and not dropping the ball because in Philly, you know what? He's had a Super Bowl, yo, you know what happened there? But I, the Pats are just here. The Pats are here. I just like how the Pats are literally here. And and they're here. In a, and and, and, and this is a hot take to say they will have a chance to win, to win the AFC East. I. I mm. Listen. Through eight weeks, you're three I back. Know. I don't know if I'm going to agree Through with you. Through eight weeks, one. you're three back. If you get one off the Bills and you keep doing your job, you're two back. You assume they drop one or two down the road. I mean, they're in it. I, they're in it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, they're, they're not. I'm, I'll, I'll say they're not out of it. And, and I, I want to shine more light on these quarterbacks as I keep doing that. But Mac Jones, the way he's able to utilize multiple different receivers in, in, right. in on this Patriots team. You got Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. These are guys that are getting three, two, four dip receptions versus, you know, your your chargers where it's six receptions for two different guys. Mm-hmm. So it just should, like this is not something a, a rookie quarterback should be doing. And we've been saying ever since we've seen Mac become more poised and more controlled in the pocket, we've been saying, look, this is the guy that I don't think a lot of people thought were gonna be the was going to be the best so far right. out of this class. And as these weeks have, have gone forward, we've been just shining more and more light on Mac on how professional he looks in the pocket. You know what's crazy Patriots. about this game too? As, as I was watching this game back, all I could really think about was like, so remember the vintage 
Brady and Phil Rivers battles when it was the Chargers and Patriots. I feel like we're seeing that whole thing get reenacted now with Justin Herbert and Mac Jones. It's really cool to see. We'll see that battle for a long time to come. Yeah, baby. All right, three games to go, guys. Three games to go on this gorgeous Monday night. The Seahawks get an easy win over the Jacksonville Jaguars in Seattle, 31-7. to Trevor Lawrence, it's just like he's back in Clemson, throwing the ball 54 <laughs> times in an L. In I mean, an L. I mean, so when Geno Smith starts the game for 15 for 15 with like three touchdowns, a perfect first half, you have to throw the ball 45 times. How about Geno fucking Smith, baby? Holy shit. Was throwing that bitch for the all over the field. This first, first couple starts, he had a, had a little bit of trouble finding Tyler Lockett. He finally found Lockett on those corner patterns and those deep uh, shot plays. He looked sharp. Like, that was probably one of the best Geno Smith games I've, I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. Geno looked amazing. And I just love seeing Geno play well. He's one of my fan favorites. I used to, actually used to get called Geno Smith when I played football in high school. I don't know why. I guess I look like him a little bit. You guys can either confirm or deny that. But the Seahawks get a big win here. Not much to say on that. I mean. Yeah, it's Mike. The, it's I mean, the Jags. It's the Jags. Yeah, how about Metcalf, Mike? I mean, it's a, it's, it's good to see. He threw a dot to Metcalf. I know. Last. I mean, Gino was on fire, bro. It's just, it's just one of my favorite things to see. It's, it's good to see the, the Seahawks kind of being able to hold their own while Russell's gone. Yeah, they were looking like they were gonna little fall off the wagon a little bit. And they were looking shaky. They, now it, it and almost Russell, and Russell did get that pin out of his finger, so that timeline's kind of speed right. up a little bit. Timeline speed heals his fucking self. But again, this was perfect timeline. As we say, yep. timeline. This was a perfect timeline for the Seahawks. I mean, they get the the Jaguars at home. Yep. When Russ is out. It's not like they're having to play the Bucs and I have to play the Chargers, whatever. They, they get to play the Jags. Easy win for the Seahawks, and, and, and they move to 3-5. and five. We'll go to our next 425 game. We saw what happened with Peyton Manning in Denver. The Broncos hosting the Washington football team. Peyton heading into the Ring of Honor, yep. getting the, the banner, getting the name up there. It was super, super cool, throwing the touchdown there in the whole suit. Super, he put his jersey back on. Good for Peyton as we as we watched the uh, Eli and Peyton Monday night gate Monday night uh, broadcast. But the Broncos get a win for Peyton. Snap that four game skid, seventeen to ten over the football team. I mean, as you think, you see this box screen like, oh, this is a low-scoring game. Probably yep. was pretty boring. This was actually kind of a lit game, bro. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of competition going back and forth. Poor, I forget this kid. Oh, God. The football team kicker's name. Made his debut last week. I'm pretty sure his first, like, three out of five kicks have been blocked. Poor fella. Like, he had two kicks that were blocked today. Pretty sure it's blew it or something like that. Two kicks blocked today. Poor kid. Broncos were coming up with huge plays today. Teddy Bridgewater looked fucking good. It wasn't like his best game numbers wise, but there were some balls he was dropping in the bucket. Good to see Jerry Judy back that can plays as well. I know that dude. Broncos team was flying around. That game came down to the wire. There's actually a play at the end. I forget who he. Oh, it was DeAndre Carter. So I think they were down by seven. Tyler Henneke put one in the fuck bucket to DeAndre Carter. They ended up losing the game, but it was honestly like it was a better game than people thought. Um, Tim Patrick played well again for the Broncos. He's been stepping up these past couple of weeks. I've seen Kenny sticking them in there on his card sometimes. So it's I think we're seeing a Tim Patrick two Tud bomb coming soon. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, big win, big win for the Broncos at home. That's all I pretty much have in this game. Yeah, it, it was uh like you said, it was it was low scoring. You know, it, I mean, you, you look at both of those teams. It's not really an exciting game. Um, but this is a a back on track game for the Broncos. After and you look after dropping four straight, and then you look at on on the other side, you look at Washington. You're now two and six in. Probably after at your almost halfway point, obviously with this extra game, it's not, but your almost half point, we would be saying this normally, um, that you would be at your halfway point. And I don't think many people had this football team 
at two and six after eight games. I mean, we know where I had this football team. I had them in the fucking playoffs. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Holy it's something shit. that we that we had to to, to take note of. One there. thing I'll say though, we were kind of on Chase Young's ass to start this year. He hasn't been having his best year, but th- there was a point. I think it was 24 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and the Broncos got the ball back, and Melvin Melvin Gordon gets the ball and. He comes off the edge and gets the punch out. You think that the football team has a chance, but it's, it's good to finally see Chase Young make those primetime plays. It's like, okay, this is why he was at top pick. This is this is Chase Young. This is who he is. He can just blow up a game in seconds. No oh, matter, yeah. 10 seconds left, 20 seconds left, it doesn't matter. He can still blow the game up. So it's good to see from him, but they still take the L. And it hurts for me and my predictions as well. All right, so let's finish this off, this Monday night banger with a banger. The Buccaneers in a divisional hey. matchup head to the Superdome hey. and lose to the Saints. Who that baby? Who that Saints 36 bucks 27. Hey, can we say the Saints have owned Tom Brady since oh he's come to the God, South? Dude. I mean, hey, I mean, hey. Prayers up for Jameis Winston, though. Yep. He looked good. He had a tutty before he got hurt on a horse collar. You just hate to see that. But then here comes Trevor Simeon just balling out, doing what he needs to do. They didn't do anything more than he needed to do. This is one of those games where I was really impressed by the Saints defense. You're going to see 27 points put up by the Bucs. You're going to see Tom Brady have 300-something yards and four touchdowns. You're going to see Chris Godwin have eight for 100 or something. But this is one of those games where the Saints defense did exactly what they needed to do to win the game. Yep. Not too many big plays. Not enough. Not I mean, four touchdowns is a lot. But, I mean, that's this. All you need to do is just hold them that much. Demario Davis was flying around. It was a big game for the Saints. I mean, they're they're right there in that race as well. If they, if they keep beat, beating the Bucks like they did last year, they win at the South because they beat the Bucks. If they can do that shit again. I mean, they're what are they a game back? They're right there. They're, they're right, right there. there. And you know, I mean, the loss to Jameis kills them obviously, but more I mean, they, respect they have, to these quarterbacks is Trevor Simeon with absolutely. his first touchdown pass absolutely. in four years. Four I'm, say, years. I like, I'm like, I, I was watching this like, game. I was bro. like, dude, I remember Trevor Simeon from somewhere, but I don't know how long ago. I remember when this him was. from the Broncos. Yeah, bro. Um, I mean, he's been, he's bounced he's all bounced over. Around. So, you know, you, you kind of, this puts the narrative on what's going to happen. You know, Twitter, social media world's like, oh, is it time for Cam to come back in? Nah, I don't think that's going to nah. be the case. You know, so maybe, do we, do we let Simeon get a chance? Let him rock out. You got to let him rock out, bro. You let his nuts hang, bro. You got to beat Brady. How do you not let him rock out? I mean, James done for the year. He, you got to see what he gets you the next couple of weeks. I don't know who the Saints have coming up, but I mean, Trevor got he stepped. He, he stepped let it, like I say, let his nuts hang on prime time game of the week. Romo was over there. With him. I mean, I, hey, hey, big win for the Saints, man. I, like I, I, like I said, they might oh. own the, they might own the Bucks. They really might own the Bucks. The final thing that I'll say on this is, um. On the podcast, on our on our Prop Holiday podcast that we dropped Sunday morning, one of the plays that was stated towards the end of that podcast from Prop Holiday was Chris Godwin over 74 and a half yards. Oh. What did he have? Doubled that, 140 and a touchdown on eight catches. So, you know, you look at the guys that pick the props, prop.cash with this great yep. format there as well, and then you have, you know, Prop Holiday that's just so goaded with these, you know, so goaded with these props. I mean, I think he's two and zero on his locks of the week. Two and zero on his locks of the week for Dimers. So just some things to pay attention to, and that'll close out our week eight NFL reactions. If you're watching this live on Dimers Twitter, you can follow us on our Twitter page at ADED Podcast. You can head over to our Instagram as well at ADED Pod. We'll post all these updates when these new episodes are coming out, and especially when our new trips are coming out. If you guys are still tuned in here, we're headed to uh, Auburn. 
for uh, next Wednesday will be in Auburn for the next five days. Get, get some content down there. And then at the end of the month, we're headed out all the way out over to the West Coast to Los Angeles, beautiful Los Angeles, California. So we got a lot of stuff planned. Um, follow the TikTok as well. We're doing some different types of content on there. You won't see that on the Twitter. You won't see that on the Instagram. And if we get to 1,000 followers, I know we're nowhere near that mark, but if we get to 1,000 followers, you can, well, you know, you can start seeing us live on TikTok. Now, if you do want to see us live, besides this live show we do have a live twitch show where we're just messing around placing bets playing games and what and watching different games as well so that's just simply all the everyday show there is we've hit no some the- bangers on twitch man you guys gotta yes, start sir. sleeping on the twitch streams we hit some talk to my youtube fellas and we'll get out of here if you're watching this on youtube if you made it to the end of this video we appreciate you so much for rocking with us make sure you leave a like comment and subscribe hit that notification bell so you get the notifications every time we drop an episode appreciate you so much you guys have a great week it's the all day everyday show boys signing off yeah baby yo mike thanks for tuning in today baby we're gonna have a blast in auburn come on guys you've been listening to the all day everyday show with all day aj and the homie manny ruffin in my lt jersey my name is alex jacobs but you can call me all day aj see you baby